Welcome! Hello, Happy New Year. It's Junior Funners. We're back uh, for, a, for, for 2020. Uh, nope, nope. It's, uh, uh, what year is it now? 2022, it now? yo. We're in the future. Fucking hell. That means we will have been doing this for, is it three years this year? Yep. Has it already, has it, can, it, <clears throat> can it have already been three years? Hmm. Don't time fly. Hmm. Time Just, flies when you're having fun as uh, as an Arsenal fan. Hmm. Uh, although we wouldn't know anything about that uh, this uh, this past weekend. Anyway, this is Junior Funners. It's the podcast about Arsenal and that. Um, and we uh, we we bring you all of the hottest takes, the hottest, freshest takes uh, hmm. about football and beyond. Straight from uh, us oven. being the fun boys. Exactly, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Nope, can't quote that get that guy anymore. Nope, he's mm-mm. not going to talk about him. Um, anyway, yeah, us is the fun boys. It's me. It's Ollie. Hello, and it's also Lawrence. Yo, what up, listeners? Coming to you live from the future, twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's time to get with the times. I'm with the. I'm hanging out in Bluetooth headset. Yo, it's the future. Yep. R.I.P. George Floyd and shout out to his family. Shout out to his family, yo. I'd say that because Lawrence looks like it. Lawrence looks like a DJ. He's got a fancy new yeah. set of uh, Bluetooth headphones and on. I have my um, his, like hair pulled back, and he's got some fashionable facial hair. I've got, I've got. Well, I call it, I call it my LeBron headband. You know, I don't wear it like LeBron. Mm. I call it my LeBron headband because he wears a headband. I was going to say you are kind of the you're the, you're the spit of LeBron James. Yeah. You're the absolute. People a lot of people don't don't know what you look like, but oh, I loved you in Space Jam too. I was like, oh, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Sorry, <laughs> that was my dad. I'm LeBron's son. That LeBron is my father. I'm uh, Le Le. <laughs> Please, LeBron was my father. Just call me Bron. Just call me Bron. Bronny. I think, isn't I think that, his, he, son, yeah. his son he is called literally called son. Bron, isn't he? Bron, Bronny, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, a, like George Foreman. Yeah. George Foreman. All of George Foreman's kids are called George Foreman. <laughs> I think he's in college now. Uh, Bron, LeBron's son. I am. I've been getting back into so the uh, basketball. That's what I, I want to do. I just want to do a basketball podcast. It's going to be about the NBA, yo. <sighs> yeah. Hot, hot, hot. That'd be... Screw this football crap. <sighs> yeah, we better, we better, we're, we're not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time, we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot in this episode. Uh, so let's get into it with Arsenal news. So this is the first segment uh, where we we talk about uh, the most recent goings on with Arsenal and folks. It's bad. Yikes! It's um, it's it's a real yikes moment. It's a real bra moment. Another, it's, uh, it's cringe. It's chuggy. High key. High key. Um, what do the kids say? High key. Uh, it's high key. Uh, sus. Capped. Is, is that a, no cap? It's sus. No cap, it's, uh, it's definitely sus. It's high key sus. A trigger warning definitely out there, listeners. Uh, cringe. It's most most ungoated uh, of of Arsenal uh, to have 
Got out in the third round of the FA Cup, the first the first round that we're actually involved with as a as a Premiership team, as the competition's most successful team ever. Uh, we've we've won it more times than anyone else. Uh, we've been to the final more times than anyone else, and um, yeah, we we were we had to play Nottingham Forest, a, a team mm-hmm. in the Championship, a team that were were bottom of the Championship until recently. Their their new manager Steve Cooper came in and has really turned things around for them. But they're still not. I mean, they're not. They're not in the playoffs. I mean, the, the championship is a very competitive league, and there, you know, there's the the teams that are kind of at the top and uh, sort of, you know, until very recently they were f- way out in front. They were flying, you know, like Fulham and, and Bournemouth, and then you had like West Brom just behind them, and then there's like a dozen teams fighting for the rest of the the playoff spots. And Forest aren't really. I mean, they might if a few more wins, and maybe they're they're in contention for the playoffs, but. Realistically, they're a mid-table championship side, and the run of form that we're on. I mean, you know, we since we last recorded, I think you know we we lost to to Man City, which is a bit of a kind of you know, who cares? You know, we never we never win against City anyway. The match itself, we came pretty close to getting something out of it. A draw probably would have been fair, similar to the Man United match. I don't think we really deserved to lose it, but it was heartening to. Uh, to lose to Man City and not necessarily deserve it for once. Um, yeah. Because every time we've played City in the league for, I don't know, the last five or six years, um, we've we've lost and we've deserved to lose. But, you know, that was that was our last match before this, uh, coming into to this game. We played that match on New Year's Day. Coming into this game against Nottingham Forest, looked as though it was going to be fairly straightforward. You know, Arteta named a, a, a strong side. You know, a lot of players that, have been playing in this strong run of form we've been on lately. You know, our forward line had Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, uh, Eddie and Ketty are starting up front. But, you know, and then we also had, you know, Ben White at the back. Rob Holding has uh, been getting a bit more game time recently because we've had some injuries. You know, he was, in fact, he was captaining the side. Um, but, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Whew. Literally toothless. Just no teeth mm. at all. We'll back this. Yeah, completely toothless Arsenal. Yeah, really, really, really. uh, Just I, I'm genuinely struggling to think of a a worse performance. I I think that may, and I I don't. It's difficult to sort of not sound hyperbolic, but I, I cannot bring to mind a worse performance than that ever. uh, As as an Arsenal fan, you know, having. Mm sort of sat through I mean maybe the the 8-2 defeat to to United is that's probably that's up yeah. there but I mean this is I mean the, the last time I can remember us being this bad is probably you'd have to go back to like I mean there was that when we when we went out of the uh, Europa League against Villarreal you know last season that was that was pretty frustrating that was pretty poor but I it still wasn't as I mean that was you know that's the Europa League that was you know we were competing in Europe against another you know good team to to lose in the way that we did uh you know we, uh, we haven't even mentioned the result yet have we? we've been talking <laughs> building it up for the last few minutes but yeah we lost 1-0 we had we yeah. uh, away to uh, to Nottingham Forest um managed to go 90 minutes without a single shot on target great stuff um Quintessential yeah, Arsenal we, performance. A real vintage Arsenal performance. Um, just, like, 
yeah, it, 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 it started bad and got worse. It was like uh, the old sort of latter sort of Wenger. I mean, didn't we have the same thing? We played Nottingham Forest like a few years ago. Um, didn't, didn't, mm. didn't they lose that one as well? Or uh, I, I think, yeah, I believe that the last time that we got knocked out uh, this early in the cup. Um, yeah, even it, 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 I'm looking at the article on the BBC Sport website. It even says, yeah, the record FA Cup winners have lost only twice in the third round since 1996. Both times were at the hands of Forest. So, yeah, they... They have somehow become our bogey team yeah. in the competition that we are the most successful. That you know, we, it, yeah, we're the top club in this competition's history, and somehow Nottingham Forest of all teams have become our our bogey team. Not yeah. Liverpool, not Man City, not Chelsea, not United. We can beat anybody on our day in the FA Cup if they if they're in the Premier League, but for some reason. When it comes to Nottingham Forest, they just—I—I I don't know, man. They, because I think that's another thing that really stings about it is that Nottingham Forest didn't really play very well either. Um, yeah, they kind of just did the, the usual. I mean, they—I think they pressed. I think they, they pressed at times quite well. Uh, they managed to win the ball back. I think they pressed just, competently. Yeah, I don't think they—they. They, I think they—they they didn't press. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say they pressed well. They—they they pressed as they, well as they had to against. A team playing as badly as we were. I just, I think they, I think their game plan was kind of. It seemed to me that it was just double up on Saka, the only real threat. I think we, yeah, the top player that we had, the best player we had, just double up on him, triple up on him, just completely nullify Saka, and that was it. Really, is just try and you know we play out from the back, so they kind of mm. you know full full court press, as they say, and. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we had no, we had no plan B for that. Yeah. There was no sort of because our off the ball movement was non-existent. It, yeah. it was crazy that how how poor our passing was. Like we'd be, like you said, we'd be sort of passing it around at the back, and then maybe it would get as far as like Lakonga in midfield, um, and then he'd just end up giving the ball away because there was no one ahead of him making any kind of movement or any kind of runs or anything that he could pass he could pass it on to. He couldn't yeah. work the ball forward in a, any kind of meaningful way. So we were just constantly giving the ball away. Um and it I mean the first half especially was I mean that's got one of the worst first halves of football I think I've yeah. ever ever seen like of, of any any team that's I mean that Forrest's best chance in the first half was the Tavares back pass, you know, the, the yeah. fact that we, their best their best, uh, their best chance was us almost scoring like one of the what would have been the funniest own goal of all time. I, I don't know whether Arteta was trying to do his because I I was really hoping because I hadn't seen Arsenal play for over a month and I was like oh, yeah Arsenal been we've been playing well so I really hope that I see some good and then it just went they reverted back to what I saw you know back in September it was like uh, Arteta just yeah. decided we're going to play. Uh, Sort of training ground, tiki taka, you know. Don't try and actually—it's so many back passes. It was unbelievable. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many sideways and backwards passes, and it, I mean, you know, we we got sixty-seven percent possession. Oh, so good. that's that's something. Uh, um, yeah, sixty-seven percent possession, ten shots, zero on target, uh, and think- six corners to not like c- considering how much joy we've had from set pieces 
this season, yeah. particularly from corners, to not even work their goalkeeper from a corner is just unforgivable. Really, it, it's 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 so bad. I I had to like I I felt I felt dirty, but I agreed with Roy Keane. You know, like he was <laughs> yeah. saying how bad it, the the match was and how bad Arsenal were, and it was like I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. disagree with him. Like it, we were, we were exactly as poor for once. We were exactly as poor as he said we were. He was loving it because he is a forest guy after all. You know, he's probably well, yeah, having, he having a having a big old smile on his Brian. face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I knew the game's going to be off because uh, although I don't, I'm not. Yeah, the 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 white kit. I know. They're trying to put a message out there, and Idris Elba was on ITV and all that, trying to talk about knife crime. But it was just yeah, like, my close personal friend Idris Elba. Yeah, um, yeah part of this. And um, no more red initiative. You know, very admirable uh, attempting to um, help reduce knife crime in London uh, because the like the stats around like it's like kids under twenty like getting killed um, by knife crime and stuff. It's it's staggering. So it's like. You know that's like a nice thing, but it's just a shame that it was <laughs> that it was for this match. You know, like yeah. it, it, they were <laughs> trying to raise awareness for this charity thing, and it's like it's just a, a shame that it was attached to such a a woeful, stinky performance. Yeah, and I knew the it was going to be a bad night because I just Nuno Tavares' sort of whole demeanor, sort of I just feel like a lot. You know, I don't want to start. You know, these. Foreign players, they come over, they don't understand. Yeah, just because it's a lower league mm, team, well, they're not, they're not gonna, they think they could stroll on in it. But it's just like, it felt like Tavares wasn't really just, he wasn't, just, just he, he wasn't, um, he had a really weird match. I mean, it, 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 it was odd to see him subbed off that early. I mean, he was, he was taken off after about half an hour and like, I get that in the FA Cup, you're still allowed to make five subs. So, if you want to make a tactical change that early into a match, you you can do, but it just it, I I don't know. It was just it it didn't. It, yeah, he he made a couple of like you know pretty high profile errors in in that opening thirty minutes or so. One of them being the the back pass to Leno. He just decided. I don't know what. I I it, it's just bizarre. I don't know what he was doing. He just sort of chipped the ball back towards Leno in goal, but. There was so much, like, <laughs> there was so much. He put way too much on it, and Leno had to, like, save it with his chest. Yeah. Otherwise, Leno would have either had, he would have had to either catch it or, uh, or it, it would have just gone straight into the goal. Like, it, just a really bizarre decision from him. And then also, um, he just, like, booted the ball. Like, he, he gave the ball away, but then, like, booted it just straight out for a throw in, didn't he? Like, right, right in front of the dugout, in front of Arteta. Which is not uh, obviously not good, but it's you know we can we can make excuses, but it's like when you're when half your team is missing, you know when you're you don't have Partey and you don't have um well I don't know what's happened to Smith Rowe was he is he injured or, or I think he's got a groin injury so yeah and um, no Aubameyang because now he's got COVID and I don't know if he's still at African and he's nations a, African Cup of nations yeah and. and Tommy Asu was out, so Gabriel was suspended, and yeah, so majority of your starting lineup isn't there, and then you've got an eighteen-year-old Charlie Patino uh, with Lukonga. You know, mm. 
Charlie Pants. I, I don't know whether they have a how much of a partnership they have yet, but it clearly wasn't really showing, and Charlie Pacino didn't really have that much of an effect on the game. And um, no, yeah, I think it kind of um, played it into uh, Forrest's hands a bit. I think it made it a bit easier for them to try and kind of win the ball back in midfield, and all they had to worry about was maybe Saka, like I said, and Enketia was completely, you know. Non-existent. Really, yeah. yeah, I mean, for a player that is trying to sort of secure, a, you know, a, a move away from the club to get more regular football, yikes! I mean, yeah, oof. it's one thing to sort of, you know, to to score a hat trick against Sunderland, you know, in the in the League Cup, but like to to play that poorly against, you know, a, a team that is like. Like we said, ninth in the championship is is insane. He had that guilt edge opportunity to just head it into well anywhere he anywhere he liked really into the goal, and then seemed to get caught in two minds about whether he was going to chest it down and take a touch or whatever. But he just yeah ended up heading it <laughs> heading it completely wide, and it was just I, yeah baffling. And like I said, his all of the forward players sort of off the ball movement was. Uh, was non-existent. Nobody was making yeah. runs, or there was no urgency to kind of get the ball moving faster from the midfield. Um, yeah, I felt bad for Charlie Patino because it, it, this would have been kind of a a good game for him to get some more experience in. Yeah. But it seemed as though there was too much expectation on his shoulders to have an impact on the game because nobody else, nobody else in the team was having any impact. So it was sort of falling to him, and it was just he's only. He's only a wee boy, yeah. you know. He's he's he's, he's just doing like his, ten years old, doing his own work. For goodness sake, he's got school in the yeah. morning, and uh, all his mates he are going like, to ban him. Like Harry Potter living under the stairs. All his mates are going to ban him. Oh, Charlie, mate, you you, you crap, mate. Yeah, uh, Charlie Pants, Charlie Pants, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it annoyed me that we let Maitland Niles go. Why couldn't we have told Roma? You know, let us just have him for this match. Then you can have him. Instead, he's right. He's playing in the game against Juventus last night for Roma. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it's. It, <laughs> I didn't realize that we would let him go on loan, kind of right as uh, like Thomas Partey and Mohamed El Nene were going off to to Afcon. You mm-hmm. know, so that means that we're, like we're down. That means we're down two central midfielders already. Jack has got COVID again because he refuses to get vaccinated, yeah. um, like a prick. Uh, so yeah, we could have actually used we really could have used Maitland Niles in the match last night, and we probably you know we, we could have. Ironically, you know, he, he wants to leave to get more football. This is the month he probably yeah. would have been getting more football because we're short on central midfielders. So he would have had more of an opportunity to get more starts. I feel like. If he'd stayed for for January, and then you know if he plays well, then I mean the trend with a lot of Arsenal players is there is there's competition for places, which is nice, you know. Like there's sort of so if he played well enough, there could have been you know it would have been a bit of a selection headache for Arteta once uh, you know once Elneny and Partey come back from uh, from Afcon. But yeah, no, um, send him away on loan. Um, he'll probably yeah he'll play really well uh, at Roma, and uh, we will be left with. Yeah, Xhaka and El Nene, uh, and um, is El Nene African nations? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, playing for Egypt. I suppose that's the one advantage when we play Liverpool's is is 
I guess Salah won't be playing. So yeah, I guess they they won't have uh, Salah or Mane. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we won't have we won't have Partey. So you know. It's going to be a complete kind of like it's just going to be under twenty one match. May may as well just bring the under twenty ones from both teams. Just whatever. Plus Van Dyke and yeah. Trent and whoever. But yeah. yeah, well, yeah, whoever else is fit and isn't testing positive because that yeah that that match was originally postponed, wasn't it? We were supposed to play it last week. Um, so we're 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 now playing the first as we record this. We're going to be playing the first leg on Thursday. Um, yeah, obviously coming off the back of this, uh, forest defeat, uh, not, not feeling too confident that, you know, I was sort of thinking that, you know, over two legs in the cup, Liverpool stretch pretty thin, you know, with their, with their squad, the number of matches they got to play. Um, this, this might be, this might be the time that we, you know, we managed to sort of over the two legs, kind of get the better of them. We can get into the final. And then probably lose the final because we always lose the final in the EFL Cup. But, you know, but uh, yeah, but now, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, if that's how we played against Nottingham Forest, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, uh, well, all these transfer rumors about, I, I think it's very unlikely that uh, Vlavic from Fiorentina is going to come. I just think, no, seems like he's too good. To be, it sounds too good to be true, but um, his—I mean, his his agent deserves like a massive raise just because of the fact that he is in <laughs> Vlahovic is in—he's in the gossip column without fail multiple times a day in in every every gossip column on every sports website. It's his name is never not in there. Um, so like for a guy that plays because for a Serbian striker that plays at Fiorentina. To have like that much, to have that much hype around him, is fucking insane. And he's he's linked with basically every, you know, if, if you sort of follow all of these rumors and all this gossip, he's linked with basically every every uh, club in Europe that's in the top half of their respective table. You know, yeah. so every <laughs> every every team that's like in the top ten of their respective leagues um, have have been linked with with him at some point. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. He, the the latest rumors are that he wants to go to a Champions League club, so that is obviously not us. Mm. Um, unless you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I, maybe we can get because the the thing with sort of fourth place in the Premiership at the moment is that there's there's no uh, there's no one team that's clearly better than the rest out of the group that are competing for it. So. At the moment, we've got as good a chance as anyone else of, of finishing fourth. But there's a lot of football still to be played, um, and you know we're still, we're st- you know we we can't help but be the same old Arsenal. You know, yeah. it, Lord help us. You know, it's it. We got sometimes we just got to go back to the old Arsenal. You know, of uh, like you said, you know, at the start of the season when we were just passing the ball sideways and backwards and getting as much possession as we can without ever ever doing anything with it or even trying to do anything with it without looking like we're building anything or working towards anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Went so far back, I thought William was playing. Yeah. Um, David Louise. Great times. <sighs> Man. 
I mean, I suppose I yeah, I'm glad that we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, you know, like when we lose games like this, we can you know you can sort of say that ah, it's a very young team. They're still you know they're maybe still a bit naive. I mean, back when we had fucking you know David Luiz and Willian and Pepe playing every week, it's just like, well, what's their excuse? I felt like, dare I say, because I'm the only guy who likes Pepe nowadays. Like, he could have been, he could have been, but he's. I know he's at African Nations first. Just like, yeah, he could have been useful. He's, he could have played, but never mind. He could have played, but he's not like he. The problem with Pepe, as as we've sort of found over the last couple of seasons, is that like, if the rest of the team was playing as badly as they were yesterday, he wouldn't have. He's not a game-changing player in that way. You know, he wouldn't have been the one to kind of G up the rest of the team and make mm. them play any better. He'd be playing exactly as badly as everyone else if uh, if he had been playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had a good game in the you know in the in the, the cup against Sunderland. You know, when we, um, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, a completely different fucking. Uh, bag of fish altogether, you know, playing against Sunderland in the, the EFL Cup. But, you know, yeah, he he had a good game and Eddie and Ketia, you know, scored a hat-trick, didn't look really good. But, yeah, uh, I, I I don't think if we'd had him available, uh, much, there would have been much different about yesterday's result. But, um, yeah, we probably need to find a striker, at least at some point. I mean, there was, there was um, Alexander Isaac at um, Sociedad. Yeah, Isaac, Isaac. I'm not sure Isaac. how you pronounce it. The Swedish fella. Yeah. So that was another possible, but again, um, I think Sociedad are, I'd have to check the Liga table, but um, I think whether they're vying for a, one of the top four spots, um, I'd have to check, but mm. uh, I'm not sure they'd want to give him up so easily. If, if he's a regular, I don't uh, check the team. So surely he prob. I assume he is. You got to imagine. I mean, he's he's you know he's a he's an international, isn't he? I mean, he, he sort of he played in like all of Sweden's matches at the Euros, didn't he? Yeah, and he looked pretty good. But it's like yeah, we are we are like thin on the ground, like in like in midfield mostly. I mean, there was a uh, Bruno Guimeras, is that how you pronounce it? Is a Leon? Oh yeah, defensive mid. I've I've seen a lot of bandied about. Um, that's pretty much the main sort of names that I've heard so far. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I, you're not hearing so much about Dominic Calvert-Lewin yeah. anymore. No, um, I, st- I think he'd be a bit. He's, he seems to get injured quite a lot, but I mean, I don't know. I, he could be a good signing, but yeah, I mean, clearly we need, we need, we now need like a, you know, a an established kind of goal scorer type striker now that Aubameyang's clearly done. You know, he's, yeah. he's not even, he's not featured in the squad at all um, for any matches. I thought, you know, I thought he might have sort of come back into the side for the, um, the EFL cup match against Sunderland, but he didn't even, <laughs> Arteta didn't even, uh, yeah, didn't even kind of grant him that. It, it's So he's, he's done. He's out of here. He's toast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lacazette. It's such a shame. Uh, it's yeah, but we're going to move on. Um, Lacazette sort of is his role is not so much just an out and out striker anymore. He 
he tends to be he he plays a lot deeper um so you know there is there's there's still even when he plays there's still that kind of gap um at the very kind of top of the of the pitch so yeah and i think as eddie and ketia has kind of shown not just in this match but like the last few opportunities because arteta seems to be willing to give him chances he is he's bringing him on more you know he is he's he's getting more minutes in kind of big games um but i don't know yeah he's not he just doesn't seem i don't know it it could be that mentally he's kind of checked out he's ready to move on from from arsenal yeah. but yeah I, I i don't see him uh yeah i don't see him kind of uh, exploding into form anytime soon feels feels kind of silly sending Balogun on loan it's like we're a little fit on the ground. Why did uh, we never will we let go Balogun? Surely he could have. Surely he could have played. He wouldn't. Not that he would have. He might have made a. You know, not that. Um, uh, Inketia did a great. I'm sure he can't do any worse than Inketia. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, you think back to like the Europa Europa League last season when we were sort of letting more of the younger players uh, play in those matches and how good he looked in the, the couple of games that they let him play. I, yeah, I mean, there's there's no way he could have been any worse than Nketiah or, or any any of the players that were out there. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm not sure whether I'll get I, to have some serious plan trusting, whether Arteta's like, relax, we've got this 18-year-old that no one's heard of. We're going to stick him in gaming at Liverpool and you watch, he's going to score a hat-trick within the yeah. first 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> Maybe that's Patino. Maybe that's you yeah. know it. it the, the, the this was like a double bluff type thing where it's he had a really chess. bad game against Forest, and I, then uh, I was reminded, was this like a sort of forty chess move from Arteta to the board, like Mourinho used to do, where he would lose a game <laughs> to make a point that he needed to sign these players. Look, I lost. I need a. I need yeah. a midfielder. I need a striker. I need a. Whatever you know, yeah, a right back, maybe, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, maybe, it, it, yeah, it could be like a mind games thing from Arteta to the to the Cronkies to say, you know, look what you've done, you fuckers. This was this was our competition, you know this this was our our trophy, and uh, yeah, this is it, and and we've lost it now because of you fucks. Too busy, uh Hunting animals, the Cronkies. Hunting big game. Mm. They're too busy. They're too busy hunting big game to uh, watch to the big game. Spend any to, to spend any time caring about the beautiful game. The beautiful game. Yep. Mm. Makes you think. Arsenal's chances of um, winning a trophy are as bad as likely as a the dodo coming back. <laughs> Sorry, mm. I haven't brought my A game today. I was trying to go down a sort of extinction kind of <laughs> joke, but it couldn't really. Um, let me. Oh, hang on. Let me think about. Uh, the, so uh, the uh, the Cronkies would rather go to Trump Tower for a New Year's party than find a decent midfield partner for Thomas Party. Oh, that's it, this right. year. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about that is how uh, how succinct it was. You know, that it, I just really got right to the 
right to the the punchline very very quickly. I like that. That's really good. It's better than mine because it's Monday and uh, I'm all burnt out from uh, posting online on on the interwebs all, all, all weekend. Been posting too hard. Yeah. The weekend. You, you got you got the the posters hangover. They yeah. call it. Every Monday, I get this sort of lull of like, oh god. But I get you get the, 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 the case of the Mondays is what yeah. you get. I I you like do, uh, the Garfield like, of posts. Like, <laughs> I like Bob Geldof. I don't like Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, listeners. I, I really can't bring the pants. Should have. Uh... It, I, I mean, it's 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 difficult to kind of you know bring the pants when it coming off the. We've had two defeats in a, a row defeat like this. Yeah, it really is such a fucking bummer because it's just, it, it's we're recording this you know uh, a, a barely 24 hours after the uh, mm-hmm. after the event and. Um, yeah, so these these takes are red hot. You know, these are right. These are these are fresh hot takes. <laughs> We've barely had time to process our feelings. I'm so angry. So I, was, I got so cross that I dropped curry sauce down my trousers. <sighs> yeah, that's it, it what it typical, was. It's typical that um, they scored the goal when I went to the fridge, and I came back and they mm. scored. I was like, and that just always happens as soon as I leave the room. I was yeah I was I was watching it in the living room um and my uh my my girlfriend was in another room and um we were uh we were doing that that classic millennial thing of texting each other from different rooms that's so quirky um, and I said uh I said yeah there's about 10 minutes left so it might go to extra time so you know uh might be a bit late starting dinner um and then almost immediately after I messaged her that they they scored. Um so I was just like, Oh yeah. Don't see any chance of an equalizer, so maybe this will be finished on time then. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't help when you've got your dad making fun of you. So he's always bouncing me about being an Arsenal fan. Because <laughs> in his I I asked her, I, I just set myself up. I set myself up for it. I was like, who were the like in your day when you were going to watch Southampton or whatever, and he was like, uh, who, who in your day was like the, the, the banter team, the banter, key, the banter club? He's like, oh, it was Arsenal, obviously. Why did I that's, ask that question? That's, that's a solid one. That's a solid one from Lawrence's dad. It's, oh, uh, I, yeah. I'd set myself up for that one. Idiot. I always ask. Yeah. I ask my questions in earnest. And uh, I knew it was going to happen. That's what you get for being vulnerable. That's yeah. this is you know, you open yourself up, and then the world just fucking cuts you right down. Yeah, just staying in my room, never coming out again. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <sighs> um, I said, I, I yeah. Did that's, it again. Oh, that's the other weird thing. <laughs> I did it again last we, night. I we, said, oh. Not a forest starcel. That probably was a regular fixture in your day. And he said, "Yeah, not a forest one all the time as well." I was like, oh, "Stop <laughs> making fun of me!" Fucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, you probably did. You you probably deserve that one because that's sort of like you making a jibe about him being old. You're like, oh, back in your day, that was probably like a you know, there was still that was a black, premiership. Black and white. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a d- old Division One fixture, and then yeah, that he's was just when like, yeah, Charles, they always won Charlie that Charles. as well. That was when Charles Charlie Charles played with the famous Charles <laughs> brothers. Oh uh, yeah, yes, uh, Herbert and Charlie Charles. Um, man. Uh, we didn't even talk about the fucking like, ah, yeah, because we well, we we mentioned how weird it was to to sort of sub uh, Tavares so early in the match. You know, like I I would I think most managers would have waited until at least half time before yeah. taking him off because it's not as though if he'd actually scored an own goal, um, then you know maybe take him off. You know, uh, uh, thirty four minutes or whatever it was. Um, but to sort of ultimately just completely humiliate him like that in front of everybody yeah. <laughs> by taking him off that early where, you know, when he's clearly not injured and it's a tactical change and you bring on, you know, a like for like player in a, in the same position. Um, but I was sort of, it, as I said earlier, I sort of maybe sort of benefit the doubt, you know, you, okay, you can make five changes in these games. So maybe he's, he's going somewhere with this. And then, when it got sort of, you know, towards the end of the second half and we needed a, an equaliser, the last change he makes with like a couple of minutes to go is to bring on fucking Syed Kalasinac. Who hasn't played since uh, the Man City game, I think, right? Since September. I, th- I think he's, I think he's maybe played a couple of uh, cup matches. I feel like he's maybe played in like the, maybe some of our like EFL cup games. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's not, he's, he's not, He's not starting games or anything, but yeah, to to take it's, who did because he, he took off like uh, it wasn't Saka. Was who it? was no. it? Like, or was it Odegaard? No, I think it might have been Odegaard. What? I don't know. Take I'd, a look. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look it up real quick. But yeah, a bit. It's a problem when um, you so fill on the ground. I don't think he had literally any choice. It's like God, I need to bring someone on. I don't know. I've, but like, why? Why do we <laughs> know? Why? I don't why, know. Why? <laughs> I wish I could ask him directly, but um, I'm not privy to. Yeah, like, what was the? What, what the fuck was were the, you like, thinking? Yeah, took, oh, he took off Cedric. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was, it was a like for like swap. He took off Cedric and brought on Kalasinac, and it was like, okay, is he going to send? Is he going to send Ben White like further, like higher up the pitch or something? You know, maybe launch the ball forward and like you know Ben White can knock it down for someone or so but no it's just a, it was a like for like swap at the back with two minutes we were we were one minute into into three minutes of added time it was you know it's it's the 91st minute he makes that change and by the way that was our third change of the match so of the five changes he could have made that was the third one um i i turned i, I turned yeah. over after I, when that happened i was just like you know fuck this it could have that's brought it. that's yeah i mean well yeah it's game over like it, it's because it's not like it's like it's not like collapsing it, it's not as though it's not like liverpool bringing on like andy robertson with two minutes to go where it's like oh maybe you know he can get forward you know he can run with the ball and go past people he can take a you know maybe he can swing in across right at the very end and someone can get on the end of it like collapsing is not known for any of those things yeah. like the things that i think he's most well known for are like just giving away free kicks and penalties 
and chasing away those carjackers when him and Ozil got held yeah. up by those guys with knives, so which admittedly I, was pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool. If I, if I was ever going out anywhere, you'd want him as your bodyguard. He'd be good. Maybe you should just go and go into yeah, bodyguard Yeah, he's built like work. a tank. <laughs> just fuck it. Be a bodyguard yeah, or a wrestler he looks or like something. A, <laughs> he, yeah, look, he, he literally looks more like a rugby player than a football player. But... <sighs> Yeah, yep. to, to sort of to bring him on as like the last roll of the dice when you desperately need a goal is just insane. I don't know. Mark Arteta had a Arteta moment there. I think, I think they all knew I was watching. They were like, lads, uh, Lawrence is watching. Yeah. Let's all play shit tonight. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence Lawrence is in too good of a mood. I was I was uh, I was sitting so. there. I was having a nice weekend just watching. I was, watched West Ham and Leeds. I was like, you know, I'm really Having a good time. I'm on my Twitters, and I, and uh, I still going to play. I've yeah. been a while since I watched. Oh, and they let me down again. <sighs> you were uh, you were in full Freddie Mercury mode. You were like, "Don't stop me now! I'm having, I'm having such, such a good such time. Good time. I, I'm having a my, ball. I, I was literally yeah. Um, so mad, furious. I had no words. I have no words. I have no words. Yeah. Except for, you know, the previous, like, 40 minutes of stuff we've been talking about. Um, yeah, I think that's... I, have we kind of picked over the bones of that match enough, do you reckon? I, I, there's nothing... Oof, yeah, oh, well. the fact that... I, the other thing that made me laugh was that, um, again, all of the kind of pointless sort of sideways passing meant that rather than any of our, like, forward players, like Martinelli or Odegaard or Saka or Nketiah sort of taking shots... All that was happening was that we were sort of passing the ball around in their half, like on the edge of their penalty area. And then someone would just lay the ball off and who would run onto the end of it to sort of, you know, try and crack away a shot. None of the guys I just mentioned, but, but Bob holding old. Um, um, what was it? Oh, on the, on the Tuesday club, they had an anagram for his name and I've forgotten it now. Old Bighorn, old Bighorn, old Bighorn. <laughs> Well, he's not. Yeah, I mean, he's. You can't call him Rob Balding anymore because he's had his hair plugs, isn't he? He's he's yeah. he's got a, a suspiciously thick head of hair now compared to what he had last season. <laughs> he's got to go out with Afro. It's like uh, it's, a, it's, it's not far off. I mean, it's, it's it's pretty. Ridiculous. I mean, when you look at like what he looked like last season, it's like he could have gone. He could have gone for something a bit more subtle. It, I mean, it's it's nuts that like what he's done to his hair. It's. I mean, it's not. It's not quite as crazy as like Trump or anything like that, but it's just like if you look at a picture of him from like a year, eighteen months ago to now, it's just like, come on, man, <laughs> come on. That's nobody. Nobody's buying that. That's that. That's really you. But yeah, his. I mean, one of the shots that he took like went so far wide that it hit the fucking corner flag. I mean, that's great. That's one of the one of the ten shots that we had, none of which were on target. One of them hit the fucking corner flag. I bet he had the most shots. I, I, I might have to look this up, but uh, he had at least two. I think. I think it, it's. I. I think maybe him and, and Ketia had two apiece. I think they. They had sort of two, two chances each. But yeah, for for you know, for your centre half to be having as many attempts at goal as your your centre forward uh, in a game where you don't get any shots on on target is, uh, yeah, woeful. It's 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 bad. It's bad, folks. It's bad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, biggest comeback of twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Arsenal's uh, Rob Holding's hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That kind of looks yeah, like everybody loves a comeback. 
someone's kind of sat on it a bit, like he's sort of he's woke that sort of bedhead. But um, it is. I mean, yeah, it, I it. I urge you listeners to look it look up like just like type into Google images like Rob Holding twenty twenty and then like like and then just look up like a present day picture from Rob Holding just to see how ridiculous it is, like with like what he's done with his hair. But it, it? It, it seems to be weirdly common among footballers, don't they? They yeah. they love getting like hair plugs because uh I mean Wayne Rooney famously had the he went like full Elton John, didn't he? Because he was like he <laughs> what, was like cocaine? massively balding. And then, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he took a bunch of cocaine and then got into an abusive relationship with his manager. Um, ooh, well, maybe that is true. We don't know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's truer to life than we thought. You know, comedy, comedy is you know is is, is based in truth, folks. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, he he had some uh, some uh, amazing hair plug action and uh, Berbatov as well. I remember, you remember like Dimitar Berbatov's like yeah. how fucking big that guy's forehead was. It's like a fucking yeah. cinema screen. But then if you watch him do like pundit work now. It's like his hairline is like <laughs> his hairline's like almost like a bu- like just above his eyebrows. Like he's had so much work done on his hair that it just it again it's like. Is it, it looks like he's like in a witness protection program or something? It's like, are you in disguise? Like, what what the fuck happened? Uh, it's um, well, Klopp had it as well. I remember as managers, um, did he? But yeah, yeah, I think Klopp maybe had, that's why he wears a hat he, all the time. Yeah, he admitted in a press conference that yeah, he had a sort of slight bit of um, hair transplant done. Um, but um, I didn't know that. But yeah, that makes this, sense uh, that he's always wearing like the baseball caps because he doesn't want people to just look too close. Losing his hair from shouting and being angry all the time. But <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or yeah, like I said, he, he doesn't want people looking too closely at it. But yeah, it could be that he's just losing it through the stress of <laughs> living in England. Frankly, he, well, you could see him at Dortmund. He would go mental. He was just anyway. Um, yeah, it must be all the uh, the uh, testosterone they put them on when they're like, you know, twelve years old when they're footballers, and it's like <sighs> develop all that yeah, muscle or, so quickly. Yeah, it just yeah, or just I don't know. <laughs> Blokes just lose their hair. I think is also part of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're doing all right. <laughs> Got our nice long hair all banded back. And, uh, Sucks yeah, to be as there. far as anyone knows, yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as anyone listening to this is aware, yeah, we 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 don't have any hair problems. But no, yeah, we we we're sort of we both we both got sort of quite uh, luscious um, hair. We had to put. I I've got the I've got like a Jack Grealish hairband, and uh, yeah. you've got your. I, got, I do kind of look like a, the Grealish when I do when I take these headphones off. I'd have to show you, but um, hang on, listeners. Why is it? Yeah, because you've got like sort of yeah, you've got like the thinner uh, facial hair. So, oh, I'd you, have yeah, to, um, well, show the real. Sort of, I, I can do a Jack Greatish, sort of, not really, but yeah. <laughs> so, <There you> go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uncanny. Oh, that was um. Now you need to do is uh like st- like get like told you know, uh get told off for going out to a nightclub <laughs> uh you know uh, or or whatever he he's like a real kind of um. Uh, kind of throwback Jack Grealish, isn't he? In that he's like, uh, allegedly sort of had like multiple affairs and getting you know 
various people pregnant and the fact that he's supposed to let him and Phil Foden are always going out like clubbing um, when they're supposed to be like training the next day for City. It's that, like, that's apparently one of the reasons that he's not been starting uh, as many games recently is that like Guardiola is trying to sort of discipline him. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it, it's it's been a while since you've you know, heard of like a footballer kind of doing that kind of uh, behavior. Spice Boys 2. Remember the, those days of... Uh... The was Liverpool guys, McManamum and Redknapp and Fowler, Robbie Fowler and Yeah and uh, uh I can't imagine Michael Owen Bruce being part Grobola. of that. <laughs> I can't imagine Michael Owen being part he of that. He would have been too young, yeah, they wouldn't have let him in. He wouldn't have got past back the bouncers. He, he's literally like What a Do- fucking weirdo Michael Owen is. He's literally like Dougal from Father Ted. I just he's just this completely oblivious <laughs> Completely oblivious, just so like weirdly innocent, but stupid. I, yeah, but then like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like Dougal's likable, you yeah. know. What I mean, like, like Michael Owen just seems like like a pain to be around. There's that that video of him where he just like when he's at Stoke and it's like him and Neville Southall like training with these like kids, like these teenagers. Like, I'm not even t- like the kid that's like training in goal with Neville Southall is like 12 years old, and Michael Owen's just fucking like just blasting shots past him and then celebrating like he scored in an actual match, like he's running around cheering. It it's great. just like it was, uh, Neville Southall's literally just like, Well done, he's 12. Like, he's just like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, you, it, you've proved that you're better than a little boy at playing football. Well done. It was a thing when he was um, in his younger days, he was at. Liverpool, and he was like showing around place where he lived, and he picks up the phone and goes, "This is the phone that I use to call my mum." <laughs> we know what a phone does. But thank you. Thanks, Michael. thanks, Michael. This is the toilet that I, I mean, my... poo in. This is the sink that I also poo in. <laughs> I mean, my my favorite Michael Owen thing is still when he um he did he did that tweet about like that he doesn't like films like ju- like just as like a concept like he's just like i don't i don't like films i've only watched like it, he said like I've, I've watched maybe less than 10 films in my entire life i don't like films it, like people were like asking him which films he'd watched and it was like he'd, I think he'd watch like dirty dancing or something like maybe like saving private right like he he just watched like this sort of just this weird like sort of hodgepodge of films over the years but he just just decided that like as an art form to just be like nope not for me don't don't get it movies talkies no he'd be, thanks he'd be a great uh counter to uh mark commode on his radio show that would be quite funny mm. <laughs> uh that would be funny yeah you send them send them to watch like the same film and then you get like, yeah, get Kermode to review it. And then you see what like Michael Owen thought. And then it's like, like, yeah, Kermode will probably be, you know, be like, if it's like a big block, you know, one of those like big Marvel movies or whatever, like Kermode's probably like, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. And then like Michael Owen's just like, uh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm going to uh, become Spider-Man now. I've decided uh, this is changed the course of my life uh, in ways I couldn't have imagined. So I'm going to fulfill my destiny and become Spider-Man. So what did you think of the uh, the film The Shape of Water, Michael? I, I thought Shape of Water was round. Huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, water does not have a shape. The Shape of Water is a cup. Uh, thank a cup, you. Shape of cup. Uh, 
Films. Uh, here we go. Films I've been to watch: Rocky, Heat, Ghost, <laughs> Jurassic Park, Cool Running, obviously, Sea Biscuit, <laughs> Karate Kid, and Forrest Gump. So it, it's a. So like he's only watched like most of those are sports films as well, aren't they? Like and Rocky, horse racing, Sea Biscuit, because cool. he's into his horse yeah, racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, obviously. They, they, yeah, they all, they all like the ponies, don't they? Footballers. Um, but yeah, they're mostly sports films, aren't they? Like, yeah, Rocky, mm. Sea Biscuit, uh, Cool Runnings. Like, it, it, he still can't like get out of his like can't get out of the sport it, or the macho. Yeah, the thing that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> movies the, on ITV Four. Athlete in him. But um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? It's, gone. it's insane to me that he's watched he's he's watched Heat and decided that he doesn't like films as well. Like that is like to to watch Heat like just, like it's Heat's like objectively one of the best like crime thrillers ever made. I mean it's it's just so good. Um, and to have that as one of like eight films you've ever watched in your entire you know to be a grown ass man and to have like. Like, what did he do as a kid? Like, there's no, like, kids film. Like, he didn't, <laughs> you, you know, like, they make films for children. They've done it for, like, a hundred years. Like, what did he do when he was a kid? Maybe he was brought up, like, very sort of conservative, very Christian, very sort of, like, you know, yeah, allowed, then, like, weren't allowed to watch anything on TV because it was but the then, devil. Like, <laughs> I but then he became a footballer, you know, he became a fo- professional footballer so young and, like, got so much money. Like, why? Like, surely one of the first things you do is sort of rebel against your parents in that way and be like, I'm going to watch... Because te- we all remember, like, they were, like... I, I, Well, I'm assuming... I, I, this is a thing that, like, I always seem to, like, come across. But there was always, there, there was always a kid at school whose parents didn't let them watch The Simpsons, you know? Like, there was always, like, a weird family that didn't let their kids watch The Simpsons. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, well, I had a so a, like a relative who uh, wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. But, uh, oh my anyway. god, that's uh, that's embarrassing. But yeah, like, but even if it was something like that, where like his parents were just sort of like, no, now Michael, you've got to focus on your football, so no distractions. You know, you can't watch, you know, the fucking uh, Thunderbirds movie or whatever. Um, like. Surely, you know, as soon as he, like, even when he's like a youth footballer going away on tour, if he's staying at a hotel, you know, like, you, you watch the telly in the hotel and there's like, you know, maybe there's Indiana Jones on the telly or something. Like, oh, I, it, it's just insane scary. to me that, like, he chose, he chose not to watch any films until he was an adult and then just decided that, nope, not into it. Maybe he just does, maybe he's like, get into hot water saying this, maybe he's like got, I don't know, like. ADHD or t- or, uh, or I mean it, it could be that he's on the spectrum I mean it would if 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 Michael Owen was on the spectrum it honestly would explain quite a lot about like how but then he, how he can sit he through two hours of football that- so that doesn't make sense um, yeah well I mean you know like it, it's there I mean autistic people do sort of have these sort of fascinations with certain things don't they they kind of they, you know it's it's quite common for people with autism sort of latch on to one particular thing. I mean, there's a, there's a theory that like Vladimir Putin is like on the, uh, on the spectrum, like for autism. And that's why he's like, uh, (laughs) 
so odd in public and that's why he's obsessed with like because he's like a judo he's like a black belt in judo and stuff that's why he's you know he's like that he likes a sort of regimented discipline of everything mm. um but yeah I mean, maybe i mean like i said so much about michael owen would make more sense if it turns out that he was on the spectrum but i mean it, it, you don't like you said you don't want to speculate about that type of thing because it you know you can get in trouble for it but it would it it wouldn't be a massive surprise if he said that you know uh, yeah i've i've been diagnosed with autism but i mean if that's not if that's not what it is then like we've been saying he's just the world's biggest freak like he's just a fucking he's just the world's biggest weirdo yeah i like it's like i would have liked to have seen him maybe grow a beard grow his hair out have a bit more self-expression but it's just you know very that still that that hairstyle that has not changed since nineteen eight, the same. Yeah, he's kept that that same that little that schoolboy kind of uh, like quiff with the gel, because he didn't even like he never even like adopted like the kind of the uh, like the kind of undercut thing where like you know you like you buzz shave the size of your head yeah. the size of your head have it long on top but like did Peaky go- Blinders like everyone everyone in football did that a couple of years ago he didn't even do that. The most extreme he did was just completely buzz his hair it sort of when oh, yeah uh, he completely that was that was his phase i think when he joined madrid he sort of yeah i was gonna say buzzed was his like, hair for a bit but then he went back to just how it was yeah i think he and that was probably it, that would have been around maybe around the time or just after when uh beckham did it as well didn't he so that was probably like yeah. him sort of yeah going to madrid and copying beckham um but yeah other than that he's just, yeah he's had that same like kind of like <laughs> like little kid haircut for his entire life as far as anyone can tell. <laughs> yeah. But um I had to how to um I always remember the um when I was younger seeing like adverts for sort of Michael Owen's soccer trainer where you had like a bit of, of ball on a string, you strap it round your waist and trying to learn oh, how to do yeah, I remember that. How to do keepy uppies and dribble around it. Like, Michael Owen they're just trying to get Michael Owen to say, sell anything. They even had like Michael Owen's Pro World Soccer football game, whatever. It was the worst football game ever. It was terrible. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he put his name to some real crap. He was in adverts. He was in adverts for pretty much everything. For a man with like negative charisma, like he was for some <laughs> for some reason he was like the spokesperson for so many products. I remember like uh, I think I, I uh, Alistair McGowan, if you remember him from like yeah. way back in the like early two thousands, the the uh, the impression guy. He used to do because like he he always used to talk in interviews about like how he. Uh, there were loads of impressions that he could do really well, but he couldn't do them for his TV show because physically there was no way to make him look like the person. Yeah. And Michael Owen was one of them because he used to do a really, really good Michael Owen impression. And he did it. He did an impression of Michael Owen's autobiography, which came out like, I think like just after like the, like, I think it was like just after France 98. And it was literally just like, you know, it's like, uh, so I was born and uh, I grew up playing football and I was quite good at playing football. And then I went to school and uh, I got better at playing football at school. And then uh, and then I, I got a trial with Liverpool and I was very good at playing football. And then uh, and then I played for England and I was very good at uh, playing for England. 
the end. That'll be eighteen ninety nine. Thank you. And then I like horses because like, was... they're really fast. Yeah, and, um... but yeah, basically, his his whole the the entirety of his autobiography was like you know because he <laughs> he was like twenty years old when it came out, so it was just like. Yeah, I was born, I grew up playing football, I played football for Liverpool, and then I played football for England. The end. It's like, um, oh, I like that when the uh, sports personality recently, well, whoever won it, and he was trying to do the sort of... Is it, is it uh... I can't, I can't remember. Oh, it was Radicani, Emma Radicani won it, didn't she? Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, and he was like... Oh, yeah, he did that... T- <laughs> You're, it, it reminded me of me at your age when I was her age at my age when I was your age when I won sports <laughs> personality of the year when I was your age. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he just posted like a big photo of himself winning the trophy when he was like eighteen. How could I make your like, yeah? Congratulations! It reminds me. me of when I won it. <laughs> like what? It's like I wrote like that that episode like when most the, people. The Simpsons, where the Treehouse of Horror, where Ned Flanders is like, you take a piece of your brain, or Owen Bow uh, says, Oh, yeah, they yeah. your brain out, and it comes out your nose. It's like, they let you keep the part they take out. <laughs> Who's that there? Who's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's because bit- it, normally online, when, when people like that are sort of trying to, um, trying to hitch their wagon you know, to someone that's like more popular or more successful than them, they'll post a picture of them with the person, you know, they'll be like, yeah. congratulations to Emma Raducanu. Here's me and her at some charity event. <laughs> and it's just like a, you know, an awkward photo of them, you know, on a red carpet, but to just, <laughs> just post a photo of yourself holding the same trophy from when you were a teenager and just being like, congratulations, your success reminds me of my success. Here's a reminder of how successful I was. It's just, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, yeah it's like you said, it, it's true it's like, lobotomy shit. Yeah. Um, sorry, this is, uh, your, the internet went out, went out a bit there, so you sort of went a bit choppy, but um, anyway. Oh. We're all right. Well, it's it'll all, come out. We'll, we'll get it in post. It all, it all stops, and it all, in a big flurry, all the words go, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, yeah, it's all back to normal now. That's um, kind of how my brain works, but yeah, yeah. same actually. Uh, um, yeah. What else? Um, was that? Yeah, I mean, was that all for for football? I mean, I guess we could we could talk a little bit about Novak Djokovic um, heroically uh, proving the government of Australia wrong for trying to make trying to make him. Take a vaccine. So <laughs> um, like it's it, it. This is literal international tennis between Serbia and Australia. Yeah, Australia. No, you, you take Serb, him. No, you Serbia, take him. Serb, Serbia to Serb, Serb, <laughs> Serbi, uh, Serbing. Uh, I don't like um, tennis. Hate tennis. Yeah, very brave of him. Very, very brave of uh, of him to. Uh, to to prove the government of Australia wrong by uh, testing positive for COVID uh, several weeks ago, and then to continue going out in public, meeting people <laughs> while infected with COVID and unvaccinated, um, just real real hero shit from the guy who 
already had a reputation for being like a kind of awkward, grumpy weirdo. Um, Which is literally so, every tennis like, player. You know, this is just... Ne- because it well no because it like there, I remember like I think during Wimbledon like last year there was a thing where you know people were saying that like you know he's he's always been kind of like jealous about people like Rafael Nadal and stuff who are like people that are much more well liked within the tennis and sporting community um, mm. because like I said he's got this reputation for being kind of like awkward and grumpy and then it's just like uh, well okay so you've just basically ensured that everybody is going to think you're a fucking at like you, like. Mask off, man! Like everybody, everybody knows you're a fucking dickhead now. Like, uh, yeah, it was a cool guy. Cool guy. There's a controversy that was in uh, basketball as well. With a uh, you heard of Kyrie Irving, plays for mm. Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets. Yes. He he was a you know a player who refuses to have the vaccine and uh, Brooklyn because they're a New York based uh, team. They they have the policy of you know, everyone has to be vaccinated. So it's like, but now they're gonna have. They go on their away games, so now it's like, well, we're going to play them now, and uh, that's so, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's it's not it's not cheating if you know dot dot dot. <laughs> it's quite funny. Someone made a, a tweet with a picture of LeBron, and he's <clears throat> got a hand with the referee. He's like, because he was trying to tell the referee to have these people thrown out, but it was, something happened at one of the games. Yeah, he, he had people thrown out, and. Uh, but they used a picture saying, I heard Kyrie cough. <laughs> I think my, my favourite basketball tweet was when they, they set up the uh, the NBA snitch line for, um, was it for when like the players were like, th- they were they were thinking of striking or something? Was it, was that what it was for? And it was but like, it's if weird. Like, they have there was like, like an anonymous. They have some seasons, it's weird, where they have, I don't know what, what's lock, kind of like a, it's weird to say lockdown season, but where they just they have like they either don't play or they don't play as many games. And I think that could even mm. be down to the owners doing that rather than the players. But sometimes, anyway. But I just remember that yeah, there was like a there was like an anonymous tip line that was set up for like players to report if you know their teammates or if they'd overheard anybody talking about like you know like planning to strike or whatever. Yeah. And like the photo that they chose for the article was like a picture of Magic Johnson at a game on his phone, and like somebody, somebody quote tweeted it just saying like, "Hello, anonymous tip line. It's me, Magic Johnson." <laughs> uh, shorty Magic. He's kind of, on my Magic Johnson's like Magic Johnson's like the opposite of Michael Owen in terms of like his his Twitter. Like he just posts like. Because he posts like nonstop all the time, and it's always just stuff like, just like very <clears throat> literal analysis of whatever games are on. Or he'll post like, "These are my top hundred films," and he'll just post this insane thread of like his favorite hundred films. Kevin Kevin Durant's quite funny. Like there was a video yeah. of a kid playing basketball. It's like, oh my god, look at this kid playing basketball. And he just quote tweet said, "This shit sucks." <laughs> Yeah, he. I love the way that he talks. He talks so much shit to people on Twitter. It's really funny. It's like some sports journal he quote saying like, "Oh, Brooklyn haven't won in like two games or whatever, or three games." He's like, he quote tweet saying, "I really don't like you." <laughs> I think that yeah. I but, oh the other the other greatest basketball tweet. I think we might have talked about it before, but is is it, is it Terry Rozier who? Uh, after Osama bin Laden died and they released his autopsy and it t- like 
it turns out like Osama was like uh, Osama bin Laden was he was like six four or something like he was really tall. It's like he just tweeted like, "Damn, Osama should have hooped instead of killing people. He was tall as hell." <laughs> That's the thing with basketball players. They do seem to have a bit more like personality to them. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's because they're you know from like you know. I don't know what, what, what to say, like from the herd, you know, from, from the sort of economically backgrounds. disadvantaged backgrounds. Maybe, so they have, yeah. they're a bit more down to earth in that sense, but it's like, the basketball is so much more fun. They have so much more, more characters and people personalities are just, anyway. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal's hilarious. Yeah, there was, you it's know, like, like, it's like Wilt <laughs> yeah. Chamberlain, like his whole, his whole thing was just that he fucked a lot. Like, you know. <laughs> he was like, giant. He was literal huge man. Even at his time when he played, he was like, Enormous, Will Chamberlain. He like, yeah, and he he slept with like ten thousand women or something, didn't he? Apparently, like allegedly, yeah. like he 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 just he fucked nonstop. But it does like it does annoy me when like people start doing who's better, who's better, a Shaq or oh yeah or Will Chamberlain, who's better, LeBron or MJ? I'm like, oh my god, this is so tedious. Anyway, yeah, that that shit is really boring, and that is like that's something that like. Like you, you don't get it as much in football, but you definitely. I mean, it, it's something that I think we've kind of talked about it before. Man United fans absolutely love doing that shit because yeah. obviously they do. Because you know, uh, if you were to compare a lot of their present day play, but like, yeah, they're just if if somebody on Twitter posts something along the lines of like, um, like ah, Mo Salah, uh, Mo Salah is pretty good. Uh, and then, like, just some dickhead with like a, a Paul Pogba like Avi will just be like, he's not as good as Cantona, you know, or the, like, or like, um, yeah, like, yeah, someone would be like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, N'Golo Kante, I think he's he's pretty all right, N'Golo Kante, he's pretty good. And then, like, a Man United fan will be like, Paul Skulls would murder him, plus ratio. Pl- Picture post goals plus ratio. Uh, yeah, why are you mad? Why are you mad, bro? This ratio. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. weird. People do that. But, um, yeah, basketball talk on uh, Junior Fanners. That's fun. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's more <laughs> fun to talk about than, uh, you know, the other thing that we normally talk about. Um, Let's take a, a quick break and then we'll come back with some cultural appropriation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and we're back. And uh, we're going to do some cultural appropriation now where we uh, move away from football and basketball um, and recommend. Some things that you, the listener, may enjoy uh, culturally and the like. So here's cultural appropriation and the theme tune for said feature. Uh, I think we all agree I did a great job introducing this segment. Um, So yeah, Lawrence, do you have anything to recommend or do you need me to fill time? No, um... I got a couple of things. I've been listening to a podcast called uh, Astonishing Legends. 
Now you know, listeners, I'm very much into my uh, my Bigfoots, my Sasquatches, and um, this podcast, Astonishing Legends, I found, you know, by by, by, by chance, and uh, it was a, they had a <clears throat> six episodes, each like two hours long, sort of really going into the story, the the. So what happened before and after, and so the the analysis of the Patterson Gimlin film, the famous Bigfoot film. I'm sure many of you have seen it. If you know your Bigfoots, the Bigfoot film. It's, the, yeah, if it's, you if if you only watch yeah. one Bigfoot film this year, yeah, it's only a minute long. I mean, uh, but um, yeah. So it goes into the whole st- what happened there, and um, all the stuff that happened afterwards and yeah it's really good really uh interesting uh thing if you have you know two three hours for each episode to spare it's <laughs> it's really interesting and um yeah, who doesn't you know a lot of people working from home these days just stick it on in the background but listen to astonishing legends anyway because i do think it's quite a neat little podcast i found and uh I've, just to bring back to basketball dare i bring it back there was um we all know the the Last Dance, the uh, Michael Jordan uh, Netflix thing. That yes, but there was one player who played for Chicago Bulls who was suddenly somehow not featured in the in the in the show. Uh, Luke Longley, who was Australian-born, Australian uh, basketball player, who uh, Australian was he was missing from the show. And uh, luckily on YouTube for free, you can watch a sort of Luke Longley and the missing chapter, or I think it's called One Giant Leap. And it's about Luke Longley and his life and what he did uh, after basketball and all this. It's interesting hmm. stuff. And uh, unfortunately, I'll, I'll spoil now that he is his Ben Elton is his brother-in-law because uh, oh, that's a shame. His his wife is a TV presenter in Australia, and her sister somehow I don't know what she is, but they married Ben Elton. So Ben Elton's his wow. brother-in-law. <laughs> Crazy well, world. that's and, uh, that's got to um, be tough. That's got to be tough for yeah. him. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it's interesting. Is the, the, the more unsung... is that what he did after basketball? He retired from basketball and then he uh, was in uh, the fucking uh, yeah. We will rock you, the Queen musical. <laughs> yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, he played Brian. And, uh, I, I see my band played, get, way off. Do you? Do you uh, this, uh, this is a bit <laughs> my, of a tangent, but this is a serious question. Do you know what the main character's name? In, in We Will Rock You is, like, the actual, yeah. like, main character. Because my it? school, I, I went to a, I went to a, for, for secondary school and sixth form, I went to a, uh, I, I went to a school that had a performing arts college attached to it. So they had, like, a, you know, they had, like, a proper theater and stuff. Uh, so every year there would be, like, they, they would do, like, a big production. they do a big musical every year. And there was all this buzz because we were one of the first schools to do We Will Rock You as our school musical. So I I was surrounded by this shit on a daily basis for several months. And the ma- I'm not making this up. The main character's name in We Will Rock You is Galileo Figaro. Great. And the, the plot... The plot revolves around, it's something about, like, it's set, like, in, like, a kind of Mad Max-style future where rock and roll has been outlawed. (sighs) Cancel culture, as it would be called now. Yeah. 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 Ben Elton's a true visionary. He, yeah. 
He called it. He called it. He called cancel culture, you know. That's the time we're living in now. We who is our Galileo Figaro, you know? Who's going to come and save us? <laughs> Tr- Trump. Yeah. Trump was saying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But Trump um, 2024. It's rather funny though. That, uh, anyway, sorry. Luke, I I sort of, Luke, I, I, I sort of cut across your uh, recommendations there. Luke Luke Longley's uh, Luke is spelled L U C not L U K E because I found Luke Longley is also the name of a of a porn porn uh, actor. So uh, that's, that's a good porn name, Luke Longley. That's uh, yeah. that's a, that's clever, man. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, he played center, which is the role I played when I played basketball. So basically, the big tall guy stands underneath the basketball. Mm. <laughs> that's basically your role. You're pretty much the same as him, then. Yeah. Yeah. You so, and him are the same. But it's like I wasn't even the tallest on the team. Why am I playing center? Oh, because everyone else got that spotlight. They got a boom. Yeah, I've just got to do the fancy footwork and the dribbling and the. I've got to get all the rebounds because you'll miss your shots because you're crap. Anyway, yeah, you know it's not always glamorous. Someone's got to do like the James Milner work, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be like the Jordan Henderson. Because I had to do all the dirty work, I got fouled out all the time. Like you're only allowed like well, you're you know five fouls a game. You're a fool to do their dirty work. Yeah, well, it's only a steely Dan would say. Uh, Yeah. You don't want to so, do their dirty work no more. Wonder what uh <laughs> Mike asked my clone, what's your favorite foreign movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. Well he had his big he had his big debut when he was uh, you know, uh, however old. <laughs> um I'm trying to think of a footballer named Ricky, so I can make a Ricky don't lose that number joke. But Ricky, uh, uh, Ricky Alvarez played for Sunderland. For, yeah, so he'd be like, yeah, it'd be because he'd be he'd like Michael Owen would like speed past him, and he'd see the number on the back of his shirt, and Michael Owen would be like, "Hey, Ricky, don't lose that number." Uh, the number being, uh, oh man, ah, oh, this podcast is so fucking good, man. We're so. It's like- we are so good. It's the thing, my banter. Why would anyone listen to the, anything else? The cogs in my brain start going click, clack, click, 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 start getting going once I'm an hour in. Mm. It's like, oh, God. But then, anyway. <sighs> yeah, we got to start doing like Joe Rogan style, like four hour episodes. Yeah. Because we only, we only get really good about an hour in. I'm going to start talking right close up to the mic of. Oh, I know, the. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the Lawrence, look that up, will you? Lawrence, look, look that up. It'll speak into the mic. This episode is brought to you by drugs. Drugs are cool. You should all take them. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. You know, Alpha Chair Bronis, you're like talking straight into the mic and you're plugging some crap. UFC, UFC. Oh, dude, bruh, dude, bruh. Have you seen this like video of Chimp like playing banjo and whacking off? Oh, man. Lawrence, bring that up, will you? Bring up the Chimp whacking off. Put the Chimp banjo. think about how like trans people are like less than human? Anyway, UFC. I might, yeah. Um, I've never actually I'm listened sorry. to an episode of Joe I've seen like well I had to because I'm into Bigfoot, why would you listen to a full episode I would like I said it's, it's like that's a it's it's like a day's commitment you know it's he had it's, he had Jeff Meldrum on because he's an anthropologist who's like the main Bigfoot 
academic guy and he had him on. I was like, I'm just going to check out just a bit. Just let me check it. And I couldn't be asked because he was like a complete idiot, uh, Joe Rogan. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, I can't be, I cannot be bothered with this doofus. And I just, yeah, I, I mean, just, he's, he's just a fucking, yeah, he's like, he's a fucking roided out weirdo that hosts UFC. I mean, yeah, who, who cares what he thinks about anything? I, I didn't realize how small um, he was. He's just small. Yeah, he's like, he's like 5'2 or something, isn't he? Like, he's really short. It's, it's, it's madness, madness, Taylor. He's paid by too much say. Ben Shapiro. There's that photo of him and Ben Shapiro stood together, and it's like fucking. It's like, it's like in Tom and Jerry where they have the episodes with like Jerry's nephew, like the you know, it's like, like a really like just a tinier version of an already tiny guy. Well, they're both quite short, aren't they? Um, anyway, it's these, anyway, all these, all these, all these manlets everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they and they're they're the ones sort of pushing for like traditional masculine, you know, values and stuff. The fact that you know real men don't exist anymore. It's like, All these tiny little fucking. I'm six you know, two. Pip squeaks. I weigh like one ninety to two hundred pounds. I kick your ass, bruh. And all I do is yeah, eat man. mixed pies all day, bitch. I don't go to the gym. Yeah, at least you can. At least you can dunk. Oh yeah, you know. I was. I I must clear one thing up, listeners. I forgot to in the last episode. I was like, I forgot to mention about. I don't know. Probably people probably won't remember, but it was about that hap- incident that happened at um, Paul High, where someone is kid playing basketball and something happened. Oh to yeah, I forgot to add <laughs> that I was too scared to dunk <laughs> because the gravel at our school was so slippery and bad and terrible that it yeah. was just a death trap. And that's why I was too afraid yeah. to like run and make try and you know try and make a dunk. I was just yeah, like, I'm somebody, not risking it. I, it was, yeah, in the last episode, if you haven't listened, Lawrence told a story about somebody at his high school literally dying uh, from like hitting their head on the basketball yeah. court. It's yeah, um, it's so unsafe. They swallowed his on. tongue or something, but it was, and it was only then when someone died that they went and bloody revamped it all. I was like, finally. Jesus. <laughs> it was such a <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Hell. Yeah. The gravel was just wow. ridiculous. It was terrible. Yeah, um, I've never heard of that before. A, a, a gravel basketball court. That I mean, that just seems like you're asking for trouble. It was just like, it was just horrible little grey, stony, slipping in everywhere. Especially when it rained. That it, was t- it was like... That's insane. It, it, because all the mud and dirt underneath, it was just horrible. You might as well have it on fucking sand. Like, what, yeah. what, what's the point of that? It was just poor Hyde. They always did things on the cheap. Like, the classrooms yeah. when I got there, they still looked like they were from the 70s, 60s. It was disgusting. It was not good. Anyway, yeah. Thank you for the days. <laughs> uh, was that, so your, your, uh, your recommendations, did you have any, uh, anything else to recommend? Oh, that was that was it. Oh yeah, I forgot what segment we were doing. Yeah, yeah, that was it basically. Yeah. <laughs> you were you were in full Joe Rogan mode. You're ready yeah. to do another hour. Yeah, I was ready to like, I yeah, debate him <laughs> about Bigfoot. I was gonna go on there and be like, yeah. you're wrong, man, you're wrong, because you used to be like a believer. Now you're a full-on skeptic. Hmm. I wonder where that is. Anyway. Oh yeah, another thing. Sorry, yeah. uh, one more Follow thing. The money. 
Spotify Speak, are trying to silence Speaking it, of um, so Bigfoot, um, comedian, uh, I don't know how you feel about him, but uh, comedian Bob Saget uh, passed away. Uh, oh, R.I.P., yeah. And um, But he did a really good, what I think is one of the decent kind of shows, kind of funny take, but he did a show called Strange Days with Bob Saget, and he went and hang out with, um, this was before Finding Bigfoot, but he went and hang out with basically all the people that eventually went on to do Finding Bigfoot, and it's a, it's quite funny, because mm. he shows up how what an idiot Matt Moneymaker is, and how just what an ass he is, because like, they were having some um, night vision cameras, and someone had a torch or whatever, I think. And I think Bob Saget is holding the night the night vision camera. And Matt Money and he turns and is pointing at the guy with the torch. And then Matt Money flips out and goes, Don't point out the light. Don't point out the light. It's just he's <laughs> full on <and laughs> crazy man. What a wiener. Yeah. But it's quite funny to watch actually. Strange days of Bob Saget. Find if you can find it. I don't know whether you can, hopefully. But Strange Days of Bob Saget. And he goes looking for Bigfoot, and it's quite it's quite funny. That actually sounds pretty cool. I, yeah, I, I liked I liked Bob Saget. Um, it, yeah, it's a shame that he's uh, that he's, he's passed away. I mean, I think we we talked about it back when Norm Macdonald passed away. But I mean, the roast of the roast of Bob Saget, like Norm Macdonald's segment on the roast of Bob Saget, is like just one of the funniest things that anyone's ever done ever. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, Bob Saget was uh, he he seemed cool, man. Like everybody. I, I've just seen it, like everybody, all the comedy people I follow on Twitter have been like sharing like stories about him and stuff. And he, yeah, he just seemed like a, a really nice guy and a cool hang. And like one of those guys that's like, you know, almost funnier off stage than he is on stage, you know, just really funny to, to like hang out with and, you know, just a real sweet yeah. dude. Um, so yeah, that, that's your, that's your, that's your Rex yes, this week. It is. That's it. Okay. That's all. Um, <laughs> From from one uh, recently deceased Bob to another, I will. I think I've probably recommended this before, but I will re-recommend it now because of its timeliness. At the time of recording, it has just been announced that uh, Robert Durst has passed away. Uh, no relation to Fred. Uh, he was the uh, New York real estate heir that, uh, that that never was, but he was the subject of the HBO documentary series The Jinx, which I. Um, will never ever pass up the opportunity to recommend to people ever because it's truly one of the it, it, it's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen you, you could have a hundred writers writing in a room for a hundred years and they would never come up with a character as bizarre or as interesting as Robert Durst and the story around him is just like I watch crime dramas now and it'll get to the end of them and I'll be like, well, that was pretty good, but it's not as good as the jinx and the jinx really happened. You know, like the, the, everything in the jinx is real. This sort of, you know, this fictionalized crime drama is like less interesting than this thing that really happened. So it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it was an HBO thing. If you're in the UK, I think you can access it through, uh, sky documentaries or whatever, or now TV or however you, However, you get to to sky stuff, but um, but yeah, Robert Durst dead at seventy eight. Um, if you've not seen the Jinx, avoid any articles uh, about Robert Durst now that he's dead. Do not read his obituary or anything because you're going to want to go into the Jinx knowing as little as possible because it is it's such an amazing, 
it's it's so well made the way that they sort of uh unfold the story the way that it the sort of the, the twists and turns that it takes um you'll you want to you want to kind of go into it uh, as as sort of fully as you can so avoid anything you can about robert durst um but watch the jinx um and you I, like i said I, I promise you you won't regret it and it'll probably ruin every other true crime documentary for you for the rest of your life because the ending is just it's one of the best things i've ever seen in anything ever um so yeah check out so yeah r.i.p r.i.p to the two bobs bob saget and bob durst uh we lost two we lost two real ones uh bless up to the bobs um i'll also recommend um uh, another person that we lost recently uh the, the film director peter bogdanovich um who uh i mean sort of he was part of that kind of wave of new hollywood in the early 70s with Spielberg and uh, Scorsese and George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola and all of that lot. Um, I mean, uh, you know, check out whatever you want of his, but I, I, one of my sort of uh, personal favorites of his is the Tom Petty documentary that he made uh, back in 2007. Uh, It's called running down a dream. Um, it's, it's a, it's a commitment. It is. I mean, we're talking about like Joe Rogan episodes. I think this, this thing is about four hours long. It is, it's a big old doc, but it is, I, I wasn't even like a huge Tom Petty fan before I watched it, but it is, it's just, it's, it's so well made. It takes its time. It does, it, it does the thing that I think I, I wish more kind of rock and music documentaries would do where rather than just showing like clips and montages of, of a performance, they will show, you know, it'll be like, they'll be talking about a, you know, a certain gig they had or a performance they had on some TV show and they'll, they'll show the whole performance. They will, they will show the entirety of them playing that song before they move on to the next part of the documentary. So that's part of why it, it's the running time is so long, but it's, it's, it, it, you can tell that it's sort of made, it's made with the passion of a fan for the fans. You know, it is, it's, it's, it goes into everything, everything that a Tom Petty fan could possibly want to know about the story of, Tom Petty and the, the Heartbreakers, and then later on the Traveling Wilburys, and uh, then when Tom Petty later went solo, you know, it, all of, all of that stuff. Um, it's yeah, just a really, really well made one of the one of the high watermarks, I think, in terms of rock documentaries. It's really, really good. Um, just great to watch, you know, maybe late at night after a few beers because it it reminds you how many fucking bangers Tom Petty has as well. You know, just how many great songs that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers wrote. Um, so yeah, uh, check out um, check out uh, Running Down a Dream, Peter Bogdanovich's Tom Petty documentary, and I'll also recommend um, since Lawrence mentioned Australia, um, there's a, a, a series that's just been uploaded onto the iPlayer uh, in the new year, the BBC iPlayer. Um, if you're outside of the UK, I'm not too sure how to access it, but it's called the The Tourist. Um, I think it's it's made by some of the same people that were involved in uh, Line of Duty and The Fall, but it, it's, it revolves around Jamie Dornan. Uh, Jamie Dornan's character uh, wakes up after a car crash in the middle of the Australian outback. So he's like way out in the middle of nowhere um, with no memory of who he is or how he got there or what he's doing or anything. So he, over the course of, I think it's the six episodes, he, you know, he sort of has to piece together who he is, uh, why it is he was in this car crash, what he's, what he was doing in the middle of the outback in the first place. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting and well done. Um, and I like the kind of the, the sort of slow pace of it sort of matches the setting. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's in the middle of the outback. Everyone kind of takes things easy. There's this sort of odd 
air to everything. You know, there's this there's this very unique tone to it that I think it it could only it could only have been made. You know, it could only be set in the the outback. So it, it's uh, yeah, that's that's the tourist. Check that out. That's uh, that's a fun a fun thing to binge if you're looking for something to uh, to binge this new year. Check out the tourist. Um, <laughs> Lawrence, you got anything else? I realized I was talking for quite a long time there. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Betty White as well. Oh yeah, yeah. She she couldn't just hang on, could she? She couldn't. She couldn't. She couldn't make it just the last few weeks. She couldn't get it over the line. Fucking bitch. Oh, and Sydney Poitier. Sorry. Yeah. So R.I.P. to uh, R.I.P. to Sydney Poitier. Bob Saget, Peter Bogdanovich, and Robert Durst, who are all at this very moment running a train on uh, <laughs> Betty White up they're in all, heaven. <laughs> they're all playing basketball with Ruth Bader She's Ginsburg. just, she's all, just airtight. She's just airtight with all of those four guys. Betty, at the moment. Betty Kander forever. Saget Kander forever. <laughs> um, what's uh, Saget Kander forever? Bogdanovich Kander forever. Poitier Kander forever. Um, Durst Kanda forever. Durst Kanda forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, they call her Betty White because of all the all the cum that's uh, going to be all over her from all of those guys fucking her in, in heaven. R.I.P. Thank you. Uh, for being see, that's the kind of joke. That's the kind of joke that Bob Saget probably would have loved because he was yeah. like legendarily filthy. But uh, yeah, so that's that's for you, Bobby. That's that's for you. Uh, Bobby S. Um, if you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode of Junior Funners, we want to hear about it. Please send us an email at juniorfunners at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Slide into our DMs, why not? Uh, we're at Junior Funners uh, on Twitter. Me and Lawrence are also on Twitter uh, independently of the podcast. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence's goal for 2022 is to get to... Uh, uh, what was it? Two thousand followers. Two thousand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eight hundred. Eight hundred to go, listeners. Eight hundred and fifty something or other. We're gonna get Lawrence to. Uh, we're gonna get Lawrence to two k this year. Um. So follow him at IB Online. That's I B E Online, and uh, I'm at Crispy Willis. Um. You know, don't worry about following me. I don't. I don't need the attention, frankly, because mm. um, I'm cool like that. But um. You know, Chuck, either of us are courtesy follow. You know, we both post uh, pretty, I would say, you know, maybe 60% of the time we post pretty good stuff. And that's, you know, on Twitter, that ain't bad because most of the time on Twitter, I don't know if you've noticed this, Lawrence, most of my timeline is maybe, I want to say 55 to 60% uh, stuff from people that I actually follow. Uh, the <laughs> well, rest you of need it to is- switch it to latest tweets. That's what I do. I get off that home timeline. I switched to latest tweets. I, I hate that they've put that. Uh, maybe I should. Yeah, people do that. Why do I, they I, have I, their I, timeline set to home? Put it to latest. You get every all the people you actually follow. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, all I get at the moment is uh, people that you follow liked this tweet. Yeah, or people that you follow follow this person, yeah. and then I get those stupid suggested topics of you know it's yeah. like, and they're never correct. Like the the algorithm is such dog shit. It's always like. You know, like I had one where it was like the the suggested topic was uh, fishing, and it was like a guy that was saying like uh, it, he's some musician or other, and he was just like 
this this weird customized base is for sale on uh, in my neighborhood. It was a photo of just this really fucked up looking base that some guys modded. But because it had the word base in it, Twitter the Twitter algorithm in its glorious wisdom thought it was talking about bass. So that got chucked into the uh, the fishing suggested topic. So yeah, that's that's mainly what my timeline is. It's either suggested topics or tweets from people that I don't follow that have been liked by people that I do follow. And it's, I did, it's bullshit. Not to brag, listeners, but I did find my tweet. I made a tweet that got six thousand likes uh, before the new year. I don't. I don't want to blow it, but it uh, was about because the CDC, Humble the Center for Disease Control. Uh, they basically, you know, everyone's been making fun of them because they basically like, you know, uh, we don't know uh, if you have coronavirus. Yeah, they, uh, they've, <laughs> they've gone from like, the, yeah, they, they've gone from like the isolation period has gone from like 10 days to five days and everyone was making fun of it. And now like our government is going to basically do the same thing, aren't they? They're going to say that like, you don't have to isolate for as long if you don't have symptoms. And um, basically I made a joke saying the CDC says... Uh, just go up and talk to her and just be yourself. And I got <laughs> 6,000 likes. 6,000. And it got featured in some, I don't know, it's not really a proper article, but some, it was some, one of these, you know, they churn out, oh, look what people are saying on Twitter. Oh, it's so funny. And I was featured. Yeah. I was like, a list of, so they, they didn't even time. ask you. Did they, no, they, they didn't. didn't ask you. They didn't. Bu- normally they're supposed to ask you. <sighs> no, no. They didn't. They didn't. That's bullshit. Call my lawyer. Where's my lawyer? Yeah, get you. You, you need. You need to better call Saul. Better get Saul. Um, I mean, I just make the same. I literally make the same two or three jokes a day. I just whatever's the word of the week. <laughs> I will try and cram it into some kind of meme format. That, I just repeat. It's yeah, just, it's, you, who was it that just tweeted got, like? like yeah, Twitter is literally, it's just Mad Libs now, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like you've got <laughs> this, this blank space, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just, you've got all, no, this, all these formats and then these topics that kind of churn over every 24 <laughs> hours and you can just f- click the it's topics so- into the into the format and, you know, sometimes one of them will get like 100,000 uh, likes. Yeah, but it's like, I've seen many people who I follow who were all right, they were just normal people, but then they... They started posting whatever picture they find on Reddit or whatever. Is it what are those websites? Is it Nine Gag? Is that what it's called? Am I in the? Reddit? Oh yeah, Nine. Yeah, Nine Gag is it's one of those they, uh, content aggregator sites where they just they find, steal shit they, from other people. They'll find any sort of funny meme picture, and that's just their. their they some someone they made a switch from just being a normal poster to just like right. This is all I do. I'm just going to post like weird yeah pictures. Got like, it. Remember Turn cursed images, content. cursed images. that used to be an account that disappeared, but that's what they yeah. are now. They're kind of like that. And so, what happened to you? you used to be like normal. Why? why used to be cool, happened? man. You used to be. Used to be about the posts. Yeah. Used to be about posting. You used, used to, to like, post from the heart. And they they stopped liking your tweets, and they yeah. And, yeah. The DMs dry up. You Fucking know, bullshit. Suddenly, they're not posting in the group chat anymore. They're too good for the group chat. Oh, they added me to a group chat. And they said, well, how great. Oh, oh, he's really funny. He's checking back. And then, what, a couple months later, they kicked me out. Fuckers. Oh. Anyway. Well. But don't worry. I'm in a. I'm I'm in some. That's showbiz. That's show business. You know, one minute everybody wants to be your friend. And then as soon as you're not hot anymore, it's over. But don't worry. I'm in. I'm in. 
I'm in one or two, but I don't really talk much anyway. It's not where I, I hang out in group chats, to be honest. Not really. No. I, I mean, the I'm only a, group a, chat a, anyone anyone needs is the is the Bona League group chat. We yeah. all agree that that's the yeah. That's, that's the best I, one. That's the best one. But um, but yeah, I, I'm more or less just hanging out on Twitter. I get um, many of my people who follow me are kind of. Uh, <clears throat> unhinged sometimes, to say the least. Some of their accounts, some of the things I had, to, uh, a bit, you know, I, I'm too nice. I do follow people back without really checking their account. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> man. I, I, I really should. Had, I, I think we <laughs> we've talked about it before, but like the uh, the 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 Huang uh, retweet. You know, if, if Justin Wang uh, retweets one of your tweets. Um, it, because the number of people that it, like he's got loads of people that follow him, but like he sort of specializes in uh, like internet freakery, you know, like his, his YouTube series is all about like, you know, tales from the internet is all about kind of like weird internet subcultures and kind of famous kind of like, you know, like, you know, weird kind of cult videos from, from the internet and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've had it before where like he'll retweet something that I've done. And it's like, you, I just sort of out of curiosity, you sort of, start to scroll through the the likes and sort of see who's yeah. liking it. And the number of times like I've had like uh you know, he'll retweet me and I'll be getting like, you know, like I don't know, a couple of hundred likes or whatever. I'll just scroll through and randomly click on someone and it'll be like a guy that's like his bio's like <laughs> uh I like <laughs> Uh, I draw, uh, I draw hentai and furry porn. My commissions are now open, and then his pinned yeah. tweet is like whatever the latest fucking piece is. It's just like, just this insanely graphic thing of like a My Little Pony character getting fucking blasted in the ass. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, nice. Yeah, it's like man, that's but but he liked my tweet about Mewtwo or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's yeah. That's Twitter. It's, 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 Folks, it's a great place. That's Twitter. I wrote. Yeah, so there was a time where I was like, "Hey, I ain't going on Twitter." And now I've like, uh, I've had like four now tweets at least to go viral. <laughs> it's 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 a real hotel, California. You know, you you've you now you can't leave. It's like, you can check out, okay. as in you can log off, but you can never leave. Yeah, you know. Man, would, there must someone to. must have done like a really really awful Hotel California uh, parody where it's like you can log off but you can never log out. But know? we'll never hear it because the Eagles will just shut it down because they're pricks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, yeah, they they would have suppressed that beautiful piece of art, you know, of uh, uh, <laughs> there was some a awful parody of of their song about being online. Like I remember. They did like a tribute thing and the Kings of Leon, I think it was like a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It might have been something like that, whatever mm. thing they have. And the Kings of Leon did Take It Easy and they're doing the song and all the members just sitting there completely sort of like not bothered at all, very sort of deadened face. Like, <laughs> no, no sort of like yeah. bomb smile, sort of nodding head like, yeah, it's really good. They're sitting there like. Yeah, they. I mean, they... <laughs> They all they all hate each other. So, like the the hatred that they all have for each other is so uh, pure. You know, it's it's so <laughs> it's so venomous that it, the fact that it that it extends to another group performing their songs um, is kind of beautiful. You know that they still they still can't enjoy 
being removed from the process of them, you know, like of hearing one of their own songs, you know, they're, they're still just like, man, I fucking hate these guys. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's great stuff, uh, rock and roll, isn't it? Great, great, great people. Great people. Lovely yeah. people. Lovely people. Um, that's probably enough for this episode, isn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. Bye.